This episode has adult language. Please wear any headphones if you have any kiddos nearby. Hello, and welcome to the Real Talk with Tamara podcast. I'm Tamara, a photographer and creative director for beauty, wellness, and lifestyle brands and professionals, and your host of Real Talk with Tamara. So this podcast covers actionable, down-to-earth business and lifestyle advice for creative entrepreneurs who aspire to make an impact in their communities while keeping it real, of course. A little housekeeping before we get into it. Please follow or subscribe on iTunes or Spotify and comments are currency. So please leave a comment. You may just get a shout out on an upcoming episode. Happy end of the month, cool cats and kittens. (laughs) It's another end of month review and I have a lot on my chest. Um, So for most of us, depending on where you live in this country, it is month two of lockdown or a stay at home order. Many of our way of lives have been appended and many of us are working on survival. Even though big corporations continue to be bailed out, this isn't a commentary on how much of a hot mess the United States is because let's be honest, you know, this country was built on the backs of marginalized communities and continues to be built on the backs of those who continue to be oppressed. And this country will never be able to right their wrongs until they do right by us. However, this is not an NPR episode. So I will move on. So where should I start? You know, April was a lot of things. And I want to start with the Teddy Riley versus Babyface Um, versus music battle. So for some of the folks that are listening who may not be familiar, um, Timbaland and Swiss Beats began hosting or moderating or putting together these music battles between notable music figures. Um, So Neo and Jonta Austin, both who are notable um, songwriters, Manny Fresh and Scott Storch, Little John and T-Pain. And Teddy Riley and Babyface was the ultimate, ultimate battle, and we were all anticipating it. I know that I was, and rightfully so. If you live under a rock, both legends have created quality, groundbreaking music spanning some of our lifetimes, I mean, including mine, and I just turned 34, which is even crazier to say, but nevertheless, we were ready for this battle. So let's talk about the great one out of the three. So the third time they did it, which was on the 20th, it was amazing. I got my entire life. And at one point, there were actually over half a million people watching the IG live together, which is insane because it shows the power of like culture and why we need to be putting money behind black culture, not just appropriating it why we should be putting money behind black artists, black black creators, so on and so forth. And I want to quickly digest the second time the battle was supposed to happen. The first was postponed because Babyface was sick with COVID-19, which he and his family are recovering from, thankfully. But the second time around, if you watched it live, I mean, between the audio quality, the hype man in them, 
a complete soundstage and entourage. I mean, let's not even talk about the lack of social distancing on Teddy Riley's side. It was a classic example of what happens when you do too much, right? And not to beat a dead horse, but this is something that happens when you do too much in your own business, right? When you're offering too many services, too many price points, it tends to breed confusion amongst your audience. And as a result, it dilutes your trust and credibility. You know, a confused customer will not invest their dollars in something that they don't understand. And less is truly more. You know, it allows you to see greater and faster gains in your business than trying to be a solution for everyone. And that is all I will say on that. So the next thing, my birthday was on Earth Day, the 22nd of April. It was great. Um, Luxury and stay at home is like my middle name. So I ordered a bunch of skincare products leading up to my birthday. I ordered my weighted blanket, y'all. I'm looking forward to it. I gave myself a facial, mani-pedi, which I typically do, um, a bath. I mean, it, it was it was really great. And thank you to everyone who sent me gifts and well wishes. You know, the gifts were definitely unexpected, very thoughtful, and I really, really, really appreciated all of the love. I think this pandemic has definitely forced me to come back to who I really am. You know, falling off from doing things as simple as my skincare regimen, which is like seven steps now, which shows my age, um, or not being consistent with my fitness routine just really isn't who I am. And I think it took my birthday to remind myself of that giving myself a facial once a week, working out three times a week. I deserve that. It doesn't really matter what's happening externally. And so the question that I encourage you to answer for yourself is what do you need to feel better internally? You know, is that vegan skincare? Is it gluten-free treats? Is it a bath? Regardless of what you need to get back to you, I encourage you to come back to those things so you just don't forget who you really are. So there are two things that I wanted to talk about um, that I experienced during this month. And the first is the importance of just showing up. You know, it's really important that we continue showing up for ourselves and our communities. It's something that I've said in the past, if you have a social media platform, whether you have 100 or 1,000 followers, you have a platform and you have influence. And first off, before I go deeper into my point, I want to give a special shout out to us, to Black women and the Black community as a whole for continuing to show up for each other, holding space, promoting each other's businesses, collaborating, and just really showing up. You know, if this hasn't taught me anything, it's confirmed what I've already known time and time again is that we really are all that we got. And second, whether you want to hold on to this reality or not, showing up is how you'll be able to survive and eventually thrive in this current climate and over the next few months. I think it is totally fair to say this is a traumatic time and experience for everyone, especially marginalized communities trying to navigate every sector of society right now. 
And I also understand that balance looks different for everyone. It can be completely daunting to still show up in the midst of. I totally get it. However, let's get really real here. If you don't show up, you cannot survive. You cannot make money. You can't pay your bills. And considering how the government run by a quote unquote businessman ran out of billions of dollars in two weeks means that you need to have your own contingency plan. There are going to be moments of relief and comfort. And then there are moments of survival when you are in this entrepreneurship journey or even just in life in general. And this is definitely one of those times of survival. That is just something that I'm not going to lie to you about. If it, if it is hard for you to focus, consider implementing some sort of schedule. Schedule two weeks of content. Maybe that's only three posts a week, right? Schedule newsletter releases. Do what you can. You know, the week before my birthday, I technically <laughs> took a week off from IG. I deleted the app from my phone and I was only able to receive updates when I logged into my desktop. This meant that I was not um, entertaining IG stories and I decided to come back the day of the Teddy Riley and Babyface battle because I wasn't missing that at all, even though it was postponed to the 20th, but I still scheduled content. I still made sure that I was having a conversation, albeit limited, with my audience. And the thing that really has been grinding my gears over the past couple of weeks is that people get really frustrated with the productive tribe. But look, you know, most of us don't have a golden parachute. The last time I checked, you know, my rent is still due every month. So why are we judging those who are trying to do better or just keep their head above water right now? Like, how does that even work? People are still serving their audiences. People are still bringing in cash flow. And for me, I still was able to book two clients in April. Did I lose work? Absolutely. I actually lost about 60% actually, but I know that I secured those clients because I continued to show up. I continued to pitch. I continued to let people know that I exist because I know that at one point or another, this will be over. And I want to continue being a part of that conversation. So I have a serious question. You know, when did we stop sharpening our survival skills? Did we think that entrepreneurship, and I'm just going to throw life in there in this bucket, was going to just be about empowering quotes, happy thoughts, and the occasional struggle quote? I'm sorry to break it to you, but that's just not how this works. You know, downtrends in business is kind of what we signed up for. And I don't mean to break it to you, but downturns, hurdles, it's in the fine print. And last time I checked, God doesn't promise the obstacles will immediately disappear once you're a child of God, but rather gives you the strength and faith to endure those obstacles. Entrepreneurship breeds leaders. It breeds resiliency, probably the most important trait to have in entrepreneurship and in life. Leaders are built in the midst of adversity when being completely up against the wall. So ask yourself, what kind of leader do you want to be? Do what you need to do. Rest. Take a bunch of naps. 
cry a little bit, eat donuts, shake a tail feather, take a shower, and then bring it back and step it the F up. And I get really passionate about this because I think that this should be a wake-up call for a lot of folks. If your finances are trash, what can you do to improve them now? If your one source of income was shaken, what can you create to protect yourself for the next time? You want to lose five pounds? I'm sure there's a Zoom video call for that. This is not the time to be idle with your life. And it reminds me of the meme that says, are you going to cry or boss up? And the response is, first of all, I'm going to do both. That applies here 100%. So my last thoughts on showing up is this. It doesn't have to be this curated piece of work. As someone I know says often, the first draft will always be trash, but it'll give you the opportunity to get better and improve. You have something to work with, but please do yourself a favor and show up first. So the second thing that I wanted to share, which was a radical revelation, starts with a little story of a mini launch I did earlier in the month. And as much as I hate to say this, but it's true, failure is a great lesson in understanding what didn't work and what not to do for the next time. This month, I taught a free webinar sharing how I built a successful product photography business, and I offered three mini trainings for sale based on former mastermind students' top three issues, which were organizing their photography workflow how to pitch to brands and, um, and how to use IG for their businesses. About 10 people purchased, which was about $900. I actually made that $900 in one day. And there were three things that I realized. Um, one of them not being, how was that so easy? <laughs> but the first thing I realized is that less really is more. You know, this is something that I believe in life and in business. I did less promotion for this training than I did a few months before when I promoted my previous mastermind program. I only promoted it for four days and I had a 75% webinar show up rate. I offered a 24 hour fast action bonus and I made the most sales in the last 15 minutes of that promotion. I want to thank my sales coach, Marva Goss, for walking me through that strategy and specifically a strategy that works for me and my personality that was just as effective. The second thing that I learned is that there's always an opportunity to niche down even further. So instead of trying to cater to all photographers, I catered to product photographers, a genre I'm pretty much familiar with as that is the business that I've built and also is technically one of the few, if not the only type of genre that can be executed while still social distancing at this time. And the third is you have to meet people where they are and really mean that shit. I can only speak for myself, but I have been offering courses and programs for the past three years and I have been doing it all wrong and really against my own personal beliefs that I didn't realize that I had. 
And while I believe that serving is selling, my intentions were not completely pure when offering my programs. And I knew this because no one was buying. I knew that I needed to figure out what was the disconnect because if I didn't, I'd be really resentful and living with a ton of what ifs and why nots. And considering I have a lot more time on my hands, I decided to reflect and it came to me one day before I promoted this training. People know me for flat lays, product photography, and styling. You know, my birthday was a clear example of how when people were wishing me happy birthday, they were like, I hope you had donuts. Like, that's just how much the brand resonates. And if you are a day one, you know that I've been in this flat lay game for quite some time. Um, And I think we can comfortably say that I'm one of the go-tos in this field. And that has always been my intention. My intention has been to focus on one thing consistently and do it well. But I also understand that I am so much more than that. You know, my business is only about 30% of who I am. And I have a lot more to offer. Actually, it's probably 40%, but you know what I'm saying. It, it's not just who I am. Um, but I found myself wanting to create a course, not only to serve my audience, but apparently to prove my intelligence. So I remember being about 22 in Miami and a man literally said to me after a few hours of meeting me and I quote, you know, I didn't think you were that intelligent when I first met you because you were so bubbly, but I was wrong. First, what the fuck? And second, what in the entire fuck? Like, I didn't realize it then, but that memory, among others, started popping up in my head. Like, being asked, does what I do even make money? If I'm currently making money, how does what I do work? Which led me to this crazy conclusion that a course, a premium four-figure course, would prove to others that I'm smarter than just offering flat lays and product photography that I can charge four figures and be this ingenue and prove to people that I am worthy of whatever I'm worthy of and they can stop asking me these dumbass condescending questions. Ain't that some shit? (laughs) I mean, I honestly couldn't believe that that was an issue for me. You know, the feeling of proving myself, proving my worth, my intelligence, by trying to play somebody else's game. And for me, it was a eye-opener that I didn't realize I needed. It was the breath of fresh air that was necessary to revive me. And I just needed to sit my ass down to really think about this. And that's one of the reasons why I took a break from Instagram when I did. Because the reality is, who, who am I proving what to, right? I built a six-figure product photography business from literally nothing, like nothing. Like I had an iPhone and I bought a soft light. Actually, the story is two, but I only had one at the time when I first started. And I bought it from Amazon.com for only $40. 
I went from charging nothing to charging almost $2,000 for some of my packages. So if a person can't see my worth and acknowledge my existence and the totality of who I am, that's on them. That's not on me. That gave me the freedom to realize that I don't have anything to prove. I don't have anything to lose here when I'm showing up as myself. Which is why when I decided to offer the trainings for only $97, I felt more at peace with this decision. It goes against the popular ideology of charging premium rates for knowledge and trust. I I do believe there are pieces of content that can be priced at $15.97, $24.97, but I also challenge, you know, does it really need to be? You know, when it comes to offering my service of product photography and styling, I totally understand the value a client is receiving. I can comfortably put a four-figure price tag on what I offer because I can successfully articulate the value of that service. But teaching someone who wants to provide or learn about product photography and styling when they probably have limited resources themselves, charging the same price as the price of a DSLR, like, you know, I had to ask the question, you know, is that really necessary? You know, can't I grow a community much faster without the barrier of price where someone doesn't have to decide between paying their cell phone bill and my course? I'm very aware that this is a very radical idea, but the idea came to me that I want to democratize education and learning in the photography space. At the end of the day, I just really want to play my own game. Like, I want to say that I did it my way and I still succeeded. And this was the breakthrough that I didn't realize I needed and it came at the right time. And maybe there is something eating at you that you've never had the time to confront or challenge about yourself but it's hindering your truth or the next steps in your growth. I encourage you to sit with those feelings so you can truly heal and grow in your truth and purpose. An exercise that I've done in the past is write down a limiting belief and then challenge that belief with an affirmation. So here is a personal example. Let's say a limiting belief is I'm not popular and I do not have a lot of followers. Therefore, no one notices me and all that I do is in vain. Changing that into an affirmation that says I am sharing my honest and forthright truth with integrity. Therefore, I am building a tribe, a tribe of strong, empowered women. I will be heard and received by the right people at the right time. Now, is this an easy exercise? Absolutely not. (laughs) Doing this exercise, however, is very important to really confront the lies that maybe have been holding you back that you just didn't know it so you can get over yourself and take back your power. And I'm not going to make any predictions or announcements with this newfound revelation that I have because I think it's best to leave some things unsaid and then drop bombs later. But in the meantime, I'm happier because of this burden I didn't realize I had is now off my back. And for that, I am thankful. So to wrap up this episode, I will say this. Continue to show up for yourself and your communities. Continue being the light that God has called you to be. 
in a world full of Teddy Rileys, be a babyface and stop trying to be everything to everyone or else you won't even recognize yourself. And confront your personal limited beliefs so that you can really live your best life. Until next time, folks, stay safe and inspired. And on that note, this wraps up another edition of Real Talk with Tamara, Real Talk for Real Women. If you like what you've heard, please share with Reckless Abandon. And don't forget to follow on iTunes or Spotify so you don't miss out on the next episode. Until next time, remember to grind with grace and love. Peace and do you, boo.